Thank you for downloading DVL's Beyond the Product podcast. This podcast was originally released as a live webinar and has since been edited to fit this format. To view the original webinar and reference PowerPoint slides, please visit dvlnet.com slash resources slash webinars. Have a question or want to submit feedback? Please email us at marketing at dvlnet.com. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. My name is Robert Leak. I'm the Director of Marketing here at DVL. And I'd like to thank you all for joining us as uh, we go through uh, this really interesting topic and uh, talk to what's hopefully a lot of really good information uh, that can be valuable to us all. Um, just uh, a little bit of a, an overview on our agenda. We'll be hitting some housekeeping items in just a minute. Uh, go through introductions a little bit about DBL as well as our guest feature today. Um, and then we'll dive into the meat of uh, our conversation uh, and information on E-Rate, uh, the program, what it's all about. And uh, hopefully give you guys an opportunity to find out how to learn more um, as well. But, uh, but before we get too much down uh, further into the E-rate conversation, just want to make sure everyone's familiar with DVL. Uh, we are uh, kind of a national company to some degree at this point. We cover 10 states with our five offices that are located in four states. You can see our headquarters there in Philadelphia, uh, along with our office there just outside in Harrisburg towards the central part of the state. Uh, it's where we started. It's where we've been working for 35 years uh, as experts in critical infrastructure. We truly do go beyond the product, and we also go beyond uh, the East Coast now as we've expanded westward into Denver, Albuquerque, and Salt Lake, as you can see. Uh, and that's just been the last few years, but it's really brought the, uh, the perspective and cohesiveness to a lot of very mature organizations um, under now the DVL umbrella, focusing on, as I mentioned, critical infrastructure. Uh, we do uninterruptible power, thermal chiller systems, power distribution, power controls, um, busway, and mo monitoring solutions um, of, of many types. So really, we, we truly take this beyond the product to a little bit further. Uh, we blend and thread expertise with experience and, and really provide you with ways to you know, have turnkey solutions um, along with not only the product, but we do have services out of each and every one of our offices across thermal, power, cooling, generator, um, myriads of solutions depending upon what office and what territory you're sitting in. But we would love to talk to you about any of those needs and more in that regard. Um, but enough about us as a company. Let's talk about Ernest Jones or, or more fondly known as Ernie to his friends. Ernie, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for inviting me here this afternoon to uh, participate in this. Well, we certainly do appreciate it. You know, we try to figure out the, the right people to talk about the right topics. And as it relates to E-Rate, uh, you're certainly the smartest guy I know up to this point. Uh, can you share with us a little bit about how you kind of got focused on E-Rate and become a little bit of an expert in this category? I, I've been in, in this industry for, for quite a long time. So everything I've done has just led me down this road to what's happening in E-Rates. And then uh, three years ago, uh, my company, Vertiv, spent a lot of money uh, breaking out their channel because they realized that was the greatest growth opportunity. And I'll say that because we were, we were looking at, in, in every direction across the compass, where's our biggest opportunities and, 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 and how can we grow? And we saw E-rates. Uh, it was, it was literally dropped in our laps and uh, we, it was like, here's a jigsaw puzzle. We need you to solve this. So myself and a couple of engineers and a, and uh, some really smart sales folks, we got together and we started looking over E-rates and, uh, as, as I was looking, who was who was leading the industry? How it how it is actually done? Uh, I just started I just started digging into the roots of it. I wanted to see exactly where this is headed and how, and 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 how can we grow with with the industry? So what what I found was that 
is is that there is so many moving parts to E-Ray. And I thought, well, how can we simplify this? How can we take this? How can we take this complex cog, and and just make it as easy as possible? So that's that's what has been my focus for the last 36 months: is how can I make E-Rates for for an educator just as simple as possible? one-stop shop how can i help you and uh as, as i always tell everybody i really like you to purchase a vertiv product but if you're not and and, and i send this out in, e in emails when i'm talking to schools if you're not going to go with vertiv at least know the process so you can get the so you can get what is best for you uh yeah. this is this is how the system works so that's where i am today i i i am the subject matter expert because i'm the only person on the team <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, talk about driving value in and of yourself. But, um, you know, let's try maybe over the next half hour or so to see if we can boil down some of those 36 months that you've been working on this stuff and and uh, and kind of share kind of an overview of what E-Rate's all about. That sounds good to you. That sounds great to me. I'd like to have awesome. that discussion. Absolutely. So what is E-Rate? Um, E-Rate is set up by the federal government. It, there, there's, there's funds that are set aside uh, uh, on a five-year cycle, uh, and, and those funds are used to bring the, the if, you if you pardon the old expression, the uh, super internet highway to your school. And I say that because this was back in 96 when this was first uh, set up, and everybody remembers our Vice President Al Gore. And, and, and Al, uh, Al, what he wanted to do was bring, be able to bring high-speed internet to schools. Of course, back in those days, it was at 112K, but we wanted to be able to bring it. So they set wow. these, these funds aside, and, and, uh, and, and, and so now this, this has grown exponentially. And so we want to be able to bring internet to the schools, be able to disseminate the internet to the schools, and, and, and a bit of trivia, Wi-Fi does not stand for wireless fidelity. It just stands for Wi-Fi. Just want you to know that. So um, <laughs> so we want to be able to bring Wi-Fi, the internet throughout the school, and so that so that all the students can connect. And, and more importantly than ever is how do we get Wi-Fi into the house? And just to let you know that uh, they are setting funds aside right now. Uh, it looks like it'd be a fantastic, that they're gonna, so that the students will be able to, uh, low-income students will be able to have Wi-Fi in their homes and have that subsidized under the, under this program as well. Oh, so, wow. so we're looking at doing, we're doing it twofold because, you know, we have buses now that have Wi-Fi in it and we're, and they're parking some of those buses in parking lots so kids can go up there at night and, and log on and do their homework uh, because this, this blended learning is going to be the, is now here forever. Uh, so I think this is going to be, a bummer for kids they'll never have a snow day again but so you know i heard that joke at the beginning of the pandemic here in colorado as a matter of fact so but so, <laughs> so we, you're saying that right now that there's actually technology in public school buses providing internet accessibility just just in route to school is that true that that's true i yeah i oh. i live in a, a town called marysville ohio it's smaller than it sounds all right so <laughs> we're this tiny little town and half of our school buses today are equipped with wi-fi uh, and, and they do just that. They're, what, what they were doing for kids, uh, they, they were taking they were taking out to the school buses out to the poor neighborhoods here in, in Marysville, uh, 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 and and they're parking these buses so the kids can have Wi-Fi. How fantastic gotcha. is that? So that's awesome. Uh, so what's the school got to do? Well, when you think about it, is 
Well, the kids are logging into the school, so their school needs this infrastructure. They need a very strong infrastructure at their school. They need they're, they're going to they need switches. They need routers. They need wireless access points. They need a way to broadcast this information to uh, to get it in and out of the school. And and so let's take it back to that level now. Is how can the schools build their infrastructures to be able to take care of their students? And I think that's going to be the most important topic we discuss today. Okay. Fair enough. And we did have a question come in from Phyllis uh, and wondering about the five-year cycle and the fact that we're just, what we're showing here on the screen is 21 through 25. Do those five, how, how does that work? I mean, so, so we're kind of in the beginning of one of these cycles. How does that apply to both those who are applying, those who are already receiving? What's the, what's really the crux of the five-year cycle? I, I would love to tell you that, that it was a hard five-year cycle, but because of COVID, the, it actually became a uh, seven-year cycle last time. But we are at the beginning of a five-year cycle. And what that means is that schools today uh, receive $176 per student. Multiply that by the number of students who are on the on the uh, government assist lunch program, and that's how that that's your pot of money for the next five years. Uh, it, if you apply the first year, you get it over five years. If you only spend the money on the fifth year, that you can spend it all the fifth year. So you've got this pot of money that you can now spend over a five-year cycle. And in 2026, the cycle the cycle starts all over. The advantage for the schools is we'll say that the school has a thousand the school has a thousand students today that are that, that that's on the that's on the uh, lunch assist program. So mm-hmm. their dollars are number of students times 176. Right. Next year next year they only got 900. Their pot of money never decreases. All right, that's the important thing. But okay. however, if they go up to 1,250 students next year. They get they, they their pot of money will actually increase. So it, it always works in the school's favor to bump up the money that they have to nice. support their infrastructure. Well, I think that's a good thing to know. So that the number will never go down, but it will go up depending upon whatever your highest ceiling of student capacities with that student uh, lunch. Exactly correct. Very cool. All right. Uh, well, thank you for that. Um, let's talk about a little bit about the eligible services, right? So I know that this, I think, has morphed a little bit since the, I mean, outside of the fact that internet has changed exponentially um, in, in many, many ways. But I think the applications of all these products and services and also the, the utilization of categories is somewhat new as it relates to E-rate. Can you walk us through a little bit about how this works? Absolutely. When we start talking about uh, category one, uh, we're talking about the service itself. They're running, they're running the fiber up to the building. They're 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 taking it inside the building, and then the monthly cost. Of course, we all have you know for those who have internet at home, you, you get you get those monthly fees you got to pay, and services, and then of course some of these wireless uh, these wireless access points and switches required licensing. It's it's that's category one, and so that's probably the biggest expenditure for the school is is that year one because we actually still have schools today i i do i do these uh for i i do these reports daily and so today i was today i was pouring over some 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 for some schools that they're just now this year applying to actually have internet put in their school so think think about that so that's category one once it's inside the building now you got to disseminate that information you got to do that through routers and switches and cabling and so that all falls under category two, all the, all the physical stuff that helps the students get that information and gets the staff that information, that's category two. And so th- th- it, it, it's expanded uh, exponentially this year uh, very well because what happens is now, now you're gonna cover basic services, 
you got to cover the UPS that's backing up those services. Because think about it, um, we have rolling, we have all the rolling brownouts we just had because of this wonderful cold snap we had. So how do you keep those services up? How do you keep that that information flowing? Well, you do that through building a solid infrastructure by having uh, an uninterruptible power supply. You do it by uh, by having PDUs. You do it by you do it by supporting that infrastructure and 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 maintaining that infrastructure and the maintenance now uh, this year is also now covered basic maintenance is covered on everything inside your school that you can use those funds for now i think we can move on to our discount structure now yeah well well how the how these discount how this discount structure works is that school the school has x amount of students that are on the discount lunch program uh so Let's take let's take the population that the school has 1,000 students, but 500 of those students are on the uh, government assist lunch program. That school gets a 50% discount. Here's how the discount works: the company X is selling you a a UPS or a service. Company X is selling you something for $1,000 because you're at a 50% discount. The school pays $500 and the federal government pays $500. So that can go all the way up to a 90% discount. Uh, I, I think the national average right now is that uh, that 75% of all students qualify for the uh, lunch program. So, oh, wow. so, th- so think about that, 75%. So now the school wants to purchase service X or a piece of equipment X for $1,000. The federal government pays $750 and the school, and the school, uh, the school pays the balance of $250. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. A question on the qualification aspect, and obviously it's, you know, for those who are who are qualifying, as you mentioned, for the National School Lunch Program, is that qualification kind of measurement, is that done by the government at kind of a district level, or is that something to where families and, and all those people who are actually applying for those programs are actually what drive it? Is it, is it, um, is, I guess, the, how to kind of best say this, is the percentage yeah. of that defined by the people who are applying for the free lunch program, or does the government just say, hey, the community is based on this, the economy is this, and they kind of come up with a variable on their own? It's the, it's the physical number of students in that school who are, who are on the program. Who are on um, the program. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and times have changed. I, uh, when, when I, when I was growing up back in the <clears throat> 1970s, uh, anyway, so, um, there was probably a real small, per- I was, I, I was, I was, uh, in one of the schools were probably only, uh, I was on the free lunch program, uh, probably 15 to 20% of us. Um, uh, but, but now because they, they've expanded those guidelines on, on, on the income and made, and made it a, a realistic number now, that's mm-hmm. why 75% of those students in, the, in any given school are, 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 are on that program. Um, ju- just for that reason, uh, because those guidelines, the government has opened them up. And, and it's really easier to, uh, to qualify. And, and so if a school wants to know, you know, do we really qualify for these? How much for the fund do we qualify? There's, you, you can uh, USAC, uh, USAC the website, you can log on there and, and you can put in your, your school information and it, it, it imports the information from your school of exactly how many students are on the on the school on the lunch assist program and tells you exactly what your discount percentage is. Sounds good. Thank you for, for walking us through that. And um, we have a question coming in from from Bill wondering about what these little variables are down here at 75 to 100 percent with C1 and C2. Uh, it's, uh, category one static 
category two. So gotcha. if seventy if seventy five percent uh what what it is is uh the maximum is ninety percent for C one, which is the fiber coming into the school, and yep. the maximum eighty five percent for C two, which is all the physical infrastructure itself. Gotcha. Okay, wonderful. Um, anything else we need to think about? Kind of how the discount structure works. I mean, it seems pretty pretty cut and dry for the most part. Once you get the variable of the uh, of those who are qualifying for the program. You know, absolutely right. And and uh, and the schools, I I want them to keep in mind also. If suddenly they're looking at their budget and they go, well, I, I'm glad that I get a 75% discount for on this, but the school doesn't have the $250 in their funding. There's there's a there's United Way. There's a lot of these organizations that will step up and, and, and assist with the help, help help bridge that gap. Um, let's talk a little bit more about kind of, I think, the various aspects of specifically Category 2 um, and kind of what's under that uh, available services or eligible, I'll say, services. Fantastic. Yeah, great, great conversation. Um, keeping that infrastructure up and running and, and then actually communicating with that with that infrastructure so we'll start we'll start at the left here at the uninterruptible power supply there's depending on what the school budget is the USAC funds can be applied to something as simple as a desktop UPS which is the PSA5 all the way up to a very complicated modular one as as, as the APS the same funds apply you can spend a you can spend B it's how critical is that infrastructure? How long do you got to keep it up? Case in point, a library in Wyoming wanted 24 hours of UPS. So at that point, I know they're going to have, they want a more costlier UPS because that UPS is going to run on batteries for 24 mm -hmm. hours. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, a, an inner city school uh, in, in Cleveland uh, just said they need six minutes, six minutes of UPS. And so we, we could put them in a, a, a model that's just not as expensive but will do the job 100% to keep their, their, their critical infrastructure up. And so the things to keep in mind is that uh, communicating with them uh, this year from, from, from the uh, Vertif point of view, what we did is we took our UPS and we've packaged them with a communications card and we give out free software so that the school itself, the IT director, can now take a look at their, their IT infrastructure from the power point of view from a single pane of glass while he's sitting at his desk. Uh, let them know what's going on with the UPS, that the battery run time is. Uh, and so how do you build a system? Well, the first thing you want to talk about is a rack system. Um, so you're going to take your infrastructure, you're going to take your switches, you're going to, you're going to take your KVM, and, and you're, going to, you're going to mount them in a rack. So what I'm telling you everything right now is 100% E-rate eligible. So the rack, we've got, we've got standalone racks, we've got wall mount racks, whatever you need. Mm -hmm. You're going to want to put a UPS in there. And then the next thing you want to do is you're going to want to put power in there. Uh, uh, a lot of people think of them as terminal strips. But today we have PDUs. We have basic PDUs. That's power distribution strip. Think of it as a power strip you see in your house. All the way to the ones that can be monitored and communicate on the network. Uh, so those are really eligible. And then this year, in addition to warranties, the the uh, USAC is approving up to three years extended warranty, and so oh, you so can, that's new. You said yeah, that's new. Uh, before it was something we offer you you could you could put into it, but this year they opened it up to three years. And what's nice about that? What what do you want to worry? We have a UPS, we have a lithium ion UPS that we give this that, that will give the school five years peace of mind. It's five years on the UPS and five years on those lithium ion batteries. So now you have a green technology that's lighter and all that comes out to five years. So that 
what we have is we have a hot swap program and and this is the smart approach if that unit goes down you call us the next business day we overnight you one it shows up you pull the, the working unit out of the box put the broken one in there and ship it back to us so but well we don't want our budget doesn't allow us this year to do lithium-ion okay so you want to do you want to do lead acid batteries what we can do is take something like our uh, our PSI 5 that gives you three years on the UPS and two years on the battery you can purchase in a under USAC funds, you can purchase a two-year warranty. What that does, that bumps that PSI 5 out now to five years on the UPS and also five years on the battery. So that's that's where those those funds come in. Some some of our uh, some of our competitors don't have such a uh, a uh, steadfast and bold uh, policy like we have on our, on our uh, on, on, on our uh, uh, warranties. Uh, but we allow we under USAC. Now you get five years full coverage on that unit. Yeah. Um, so it's, I mean, it's kind of nice that the, this program can then help support both the product and a little bit of the peace of mind um, to, to make sure this stuff is running for the foreseeable future. You're you're exactly right. And 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 just think about it. They they let you extend it out to a five years, and that's a five year cycle. So if you're purchasing your equipment in year one, uh, and, and then you're riding that you're riding those uh, warranties out to year five. The new five-year cycle starts, and you can begin the purchase program all over. Also, this year that a lot of people don't realize that uh, we're seeing a lot of USAC will also allow you to purchase batteries and maintenance to replace that UPS. So you have your UPS, you're happy with them, you're happy you've got them all wired into your network. The only thing you want to do is put new batteries in there. Under USAC, you can use those funds now to have a technician come in, change those batteries out, put a refresh on the UPS. Update all, update all the software and firmware, and it's all covered under USAC funds. That's great. And, and we've actually got a question as it relates to the paint, right? Paying from the USAC or paying from the government piece. Um, Molly has asked if the school pays, let's say, half of the government uh, of the bill, and the government is going to pay the other half. How does that? How is that executed? Is it paid out full by the school and then the government submits a payment to the school? How is the manufacturer or the service provider, how are they getting, who's, who's, who are they receiving payment from? There's two ways to do it. And the, and the, most, and the, and the most popular is the BEAR program, B-E-A-R. Uh, what, what, what that is, is that uh, there's two ways to do it. One, uh, the equipment shows up or the, the invoice shows up, the school sends in their half or sends in 100% and then they bill USAC. But the most popular program is the bear program. The the school gets the invoice. Uh, th- you log on to the USAC site. You upload the invoice, and then the USAC sends 50% of the funds to the supplier, and the school sends the 50%. That's the most popular. So the school doesn't so the school doesn't have to uh, dip into their uh, their treasure chest that deeply. A little bit less capital. Uh, intrusive in regards to budgets, at least, I'm sure. Well, that's great. So Molly, hopefully that answers your question. Let us know if you need anything else. Um, but it seems like there's diversity, um, flexibility in, in how these invoices are paid and really whatever works best for the school or district in that regard. Absolutely right. Awesome. Uh, anything else that, uh, to talk about on this particular slide? Yeah, just to let you know that uh, those, those, those extended warranties, you mm-hmm. can get those extended warranties not only in the UPS, but you uh, uh, but you can also we call it the uh, distribution insurance package. You can also get extended warranties that that's that same hot swap program uh, on on the uh, on our PD on our smart PDUs as well as our basic uh, rack power distribution units. 
Well, um, but then let's talk a little bit about cycles um, as it relates to, I mean, we're talking about five years, but every year obviously has five, you know, 12 months. And I'm guessing there's some different things going on throughout the year. And it looks like based on this chart, Ernie, there's a lot of things going on. If you could, if you could please walk us through it. Oh, absolutely. The the cycle officially opens up in August every year. Okay, this this is the annual cycle. It opens up in August, and so uh, th this year this year they've uh, they've cut it off at. Uh, I, I see I've extended it up to March, but they've actually cut the, this year's funds off to uh, uh, February twenty uh, February twenty sixth. What that means? Well, there's there's a process. Uh, you go on to, to the USAC website. And you fill out a 470. And if you if you don't feel comfortable doing that, there are literally thousands of uh, serv service providers across America who will fill out that 470 form for you. At USAC pays them a consultation fee, so you got to find somebody to buddy up with. Uh, we can help you with that if you if you need help, and uh, you 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 buddy up with one of those. And what they do is they fill out the 470 form for you. And, and on there, that 470 form is, a, is, is actually a bid form. You say, okay. I need internet brought to the school. I need wireless. I need UPS. I need PDUs. And so once you post that 470, that 470 is open for 28 days. Okay. I'm, I'm, you're, I'm digging into the weeds, and I'll, and I'll back out of that. So the cycle starts in August, runs through the end of February. And during that time, you fill out a 470 form. It goes out for bid. At 28 days later, it closes. And then you you have from the beginning of January till the end of April to identify who you want to go with. So we'll say that uh, school school X uh, puts in 470 because it it wants all it wants all it wants fiber brought in and, and UPS mm -hmm. units. Mm -hmm. So they fill it out. 28 days later, that bid closes. So they'll probably have a desk full full of bids at that point. Um, and you can write your specs. Uh, I, we mandatory walkthrough must be a minority server. However, however it is you want to write that, you can write that bid spec out. And so then you have you you can review those bid specs. And then January, you fill out yet 470 becomes a 471 once you log on to the 471 site or your or, or you, whoever, whatever server you hire to do it for you, they log on and they identify who they want, who they want to provide that service. So I'll run through the long cycle. August, you know what you want. You can't, you can't get your consultant. Your, your consultant fills out the 470, the 470. It goes open for bid. It closes 28 days later. January rolls around. You've identified exactly who you who you want to purchase, who the OEM is, and at that point, the 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 consultant goes back onto the website, identifies the consultant. That 470 changes to a 471, and then you have from June 1st all the way out until December 31st to have those services brought in. And 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 most most schools choose to have their have that the services brought in when when the Students are out for the summer in June, July, and August. Sure. Uh, yeah, and, and at that point, at, at that point, uh, it becomes a 480. Uh, don't you love government? Uh, 470, 471 to a 480, which means this is how we want to pay. And you do that right from the USAC site. We want USAC to cut a check to Vertiv, and we're going to cut the other half of the check to Vertiv. Vertiv okay. gets the in, or Vertiv, Vertiv gets the paid, 
and uh, uh, we get a promissory note from the federal government and we, we ship the equipment. And, and the reason why most people choose the bears because USAC puts the funds up, but USAC has 90 days to pay that, but the equipment will be shipped long before that bill is ever paid. Very good. I hope I made that as clear as mud. I think, you know, there's a lot of moving pieces. Uh, I think that the, the bar charts help for sure. But I think what it comes down to is, is the latter part of the year is really your beginning to plan, right? You want to get to get find your partners, send in the, the 470s, which is just proposals from what I'm understanding. And, and those are going into the government. Is that it? So the government's receiving those 470s. They're reviewing those and then approving what's then applicable based on all the other variables in play. Is that how that works behind the scenes? You're you're exactly right, and and so I, I I would like I would like to point out right now it, it can be very daunting for an IT director to suddenly upgrade their entire system. How are we going to do this? Well, the easiest way because the consult I'm going to tell you that the, the consultant does one thing: they fill out paperwork. They are not IT specialists. The easiest thing to do if a school is not sure what they need to do their infrastructure is to contact somebody like DVL and say, help us. Uh, we know we need to upgrade our IT infrastructure. We need UPS, we need to put racks in. What, where is a good place for us to start? Well, contact DVL. DVL has a team of experts that will talk you through the process step-by-step step to ensure you're getting everything it is you need. You know, I appreciate the, the unplanned pitch, Ernie. No joke, that was not uh, that was not intended. But you know, it's funny you bring that up because we do have a lot of our uh, a lot of our engineers, sales engineers, uh, in each of our offices that are pretty adept um, with the E-rate program because they've been you know very tenured in this space, kind of like you've been kind of seeing a need driven and uh, and a lot of expertise both in the products and working with the government, but also I think to your point, helping uh, connect the dots with those specialists, those consultants that are, you know, very familiar with the 470s, those RFPs, and and help make sure all the uh, I's are dotted and T's across appropriately. Because I assume it's probably not unlike doing taxes. It's a lot of a lot of a lot of minutia, a lot of jargon. You know, and, yeah, and it's the what size UPS do I need? Uh, at, 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 at these type of things, and that's where you want to talk to the expert. Now, I'm not exaggerating when I said that probably this week I'll probably look at 750 E rates. Whew. And, and probably out of those 750, probably 75 know what they need. And they get it, and they get it right the first time. And, 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 and the, the rest of that, the rest of the 600 plus, their E-rate is so blank. It's, it's a blank piece of paper that says we need Wi-Fi and we need a UPS. And that's one of those, I reach out to the schools very, very quickly and 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 start and have a conversation with as quick mm-hmm. as I can. But during E-rate season, I'm in the middle of it. But this is where talking to a subject matter expert before that 470 is uh, is actually ever filled out is is the best thing the school could ever do. Gotcha. And try to get that really kind of network health assessment of sorts to really figure out where you need to invest those funds. You're exactly correct. Gotcha. Excellent. Makes my job. So, so um, I'm, I'm plugging you because it makes my job easier. <laughs> well, you know what? We appreciate, I think, on all accounts, and I think we all want to add as much value to uh, whether it's the partners or the education systems and, and IT directors that we can. But um, I see you've got a, a screenshot here for us to talk about a little bit on the on the process itself. 
Yeah, this is this is after the school fills out the 470 and, and, and it's activated. This is the kind of email that I get. I get this is the email that I got just the other day that said, oh, by the way, you got 221 new form 470s that you have to pour over. Good luck. No. So we actually have a team here. We, we have we have a team here at Vertiv. We have uh, 19 inside sales reps and, and four technical sales engineers who are dedicated uh, on e to, to, to E-rate season to making sure that when that 470 does come in, and it is that blank slate that says we need a UPS. We're not sure what size. Um, we that's that's what our team of experts reach out to the school and say, how can we help you? And 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 here's here's the services we provide. So uh, we there's an entire team behind every one of these E-rate opportunities. Um, so uh, it it, would, it it just helps us when knowing knowing up front exactly what it is that the that the school needs. It, it helps expedite the school and us as well. Okay, uh, and then subsequently, I think even more detail. Yeah, this is this is what we do. We this is this is a just as just one. This is a list of the team. All, all these names you see on here are dedicated to E-rate. Now, keep in mind also that we are a three six five operation, not only dealing with E-rates, but but dealing with uh, federal contracts. Also dealing just with the day-to-day -day information of a all the IT shops across America and all the businesses. So we are, as, as I said before, uh, Vertive invested a lot of money very, very quickly to build out our infrastructure uh, to, for channel sales and to assist with just this kind of thing. So just wanted to throw the names up there, and, and, and if I could, I'd, I I would run down to the list and thank every one of them. But you understand <laughs> that this, these these are the people here to support you. If you have a question uh, about E-rates, you have a question about what is eligible, not eligible, or how we can assist you, this is a team we've built to assist that. Awesome, very good, and and I think one more one more bit of specific information. This is this is what we do. We take every one of those E-rates, every one of those people you see on that list. Every sector across America has one of these online spreadsheets where we reach out to the school, talk to the school, do follow-up phone calls, um, and and to ensure this is this is for twofold. One, it assists our sales force in knowing exactly what it is they're supposed to quote, and two, we assist the school and, and help them identify what it is they're going to need to support their infrastructure. Well, and and in regards to what they need to support. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about, you know, kind of the dollars that, that, that you've seen? I mean, it looks like there's a lot of growth, um, at least over the last few years. There's, there's a lot of growth opportunity, but but, but what's, what's the, the disheartening is, is you see some of these funds actually fell off. And, and, and yeah. that's because schools, schools just don't understand the program. Or, well, we bought our UPS five years ago. It's time to refresh that. Your, it's time to refresh your wireless access points. Your wireless access points no longer broadcast at top speed. Your 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 switches aren't working. Your voice over internet. Your 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 te your uh, voice over I VOIP phone is not is not functioning as well. Uh, you should refresh your technology at a minimum of every 48 months, and this is a five-year cycle. So when when I when I look when I look at this, I think about all the funds that were left on the table by the schools, where they could have used to, if nothing else just refresh, change out a few things here, a few things there, and bring their internet speeds up, bring the reliability of their of their internet up. This year, this year there there are literally billions of dollars uh, allocated to bring the high speed internet into these schools and to refresh those networks. And we're at the beginning of a five year cycle. Now is the time to start thinking about 
what it is if you if you haven't filled out a 470 this year taking a hard look over the next six months and thinking out what it is you want to do and the expenditures you're going to need to bring your bring your high speed internet up up to par okay and so these bars so these are by state right these are three of our three of our states that we cover at dvl seems like the, our, our good friends in pennsylvania saw 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 a big chance to to jump over the last couple of years but to your point not the same for Colorado and New Mexico. Um, and so I just want to make a clarification point here, Ernie. So what we're looking at here are dollars that were allocated to these states based on essentially what was requested. I'm assuming so probably not every dollar was approved, but there was something that was approved. Um, but so what I'm seeing is that there was just declines last year in submissions for New Mexico and Colorado. You're, you're exactly right. I, I ran a report because I wanted to see what is, is this based on, you know, did, did they just did 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 a thousand schools just request twenty five dollars, you know, or, right. or how, yeah, no, there was there was a steep decline in in fiscal year twenty twenty on on schools that that did not apply for seventies and and which was a shame because last year was kind of a crazy year. So what USAC did was they took. They took it if a school because they were at the actually year six of the five year cycle, they gave them they took their pot of money and gave them an additional twenty percent from their initial pot. So there was there was a lot of money last year that was that was left untouched. And going into the cycle right now, we have more submissions than ever this year. And that and that's a wonderful thing. But still probably only sixty percent of the schools out there are going to apply for E rate funds because no one the, the Understanding the pro understanding the process can be daunting, but we're here to help. Okay. Very good. Uh, and then just a last little bit, I think, for us. Yeah, we're just we're just showing you what what, ha what happened last year for Vertiv. This is more of a sell slide, but uh, last year we experienced a uh, one of the biggest industry growths. Anybody else, 66 percent. And and how we, how we did that was building that team I told you about, and and working with the schools and working and, and working with resellers. We're we're that bridge between the local IT expert and the school itself, and 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 getting and getting those two um, merged together. Um, that's what we do better than anybody else. We want to make sure that everybody has what they need. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's great to see a partner like ours and 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 you guys at Vertiv being able to you know, see the need um, and, and hopefully be provided a lot of value um, to, to really drive the growth that I think we're seeing here on this screen. So really appreciate exactly. you and all the team there for helping there. Um, that's about it, I think, for, for the information that we'd at least outlined and, and hope to address on E-Rate. Uh, a couple of things. First off, let us know if you've got any questions. If there was something that you were hoping to hear and you didn't, let us know. Um, just also know that if you are working, if you are either uh, an IT director out there working for an educational system or maybe a partner of an educational system, we are going to do a second version of this topic later this summer. Uh, and in that conversation where we were kind of high level, want to make sure the program was understood in today's webcast, in July or August, we're going to get back together with Ernie. We're going to talk about execution and how to operationalize and really talk about the 470, the 471, the 480 and what that process looks like and how to make it a little bit smoother and easier for you and the folks you're working with to execute and, and get those dollars that you're that you're um, certainly justified to have. Um, but lastly, I want to let everyone know that Vertiv is putting on a $30,000 contest or a $30,000 contest in the form of a school district that needs a IT closet upgrade 
all you need to do is go take a picture. Um, I think have a, some logo with your school system or something in there, send that in, and your school might be uh, winning $30,000 to help get you a new upgrade uh, for that IT school closet. So just some things out there. You can certainly check out information and links on that from the DVL LinkedIn page. Uh, we just posted something out there for that if you'd like to check that out and get that entry. So um, otherwise, uh, Ernie, again, I think we've covered most of the questions uh, that, that have come in. Uh, any parting thoughts before we go? Um, the program's there. The funds are there. Uh, let us help you do what you need to do with the infrastructure. And uh, I like the idea. Please send in a picture of that closet with, with that because I always look forward to those. I like to do the before and afters. This is what you look like. And then when we finish, boom, that looks nice. That looks nice. That looks nice. Well, uh, with that, Ernie, thank you so very much. And thank you for the time for all of our audience today. Really appreciate everyone joining us. Keep an eye out for next time. We're going to be doing our next webcast on this uh, generator service. That's the number one reason generators fail is lack of proper maintenance and service. So we're going to talk to some of our DVL experts on those topics and uh, kind of give you a different aspect of critical infrastructure in that way. So Ernie, thanks again. And until next time, um, We'll leave you with uh, just a little bit more of our friends from Schoolhouse Rock. Thanks, Ernie.